0: Welcome back to the Youth of Bible of One Year, day 87. Today's topic is in the day of trouble. And whatever you're facing today, today's passages show us that God is able to rescue you. Whatever your failings, difficulties, whatever you face, you can bring them to God in prayer. So let's jump into today's episode.
1: AJ Gohill was brought up as a Hindu and worked for the family business in a newsagent in North London. At the age of 21, He contracted enthradermic psoriasis, a chronic skin disease. His weight dropped from 11.5 stone, 73 kilograms, to 7.5 stone, 47.6 kilograms. The disease was all over his body from head to toe. He lost all his friends. His wife and son left him. He wanted to die. As AJ lay dying in hospital, he cried out to God. He looked in his locker and found a Bible there. He opened it at Psalm 38, the psalm for today. Each and every verse seemed relevant to him. He prayed for God to heal him. He fell into a deep sleep. By the next morning, he was totally healed. His skin was new, like a baby's, and his life was turned round. He was reunited with his son. I interviewed him in one of the services at HDB. He said, Every day, I live for Jesus. Life is not all plain sailing. We will all face troubles. Whatever you are facing today, God is able to rescue you. In the passages for today, we see examples of troubles, traps, tests, and temptations, and how to handle them.
0: From Psalm 38. I am bowed down and brought very low. All day long I go about mourning. My back is filled with searing pain. There is no health in my body. I am feeble and utterly crushed. I groan in anguish of heart. All my longings lie open before you, Lord. My sighing is not hidden from you. Traps. David knew what it was like to
1: experience ill health. My back is filled with searing pain. There is no health in my body. These are some of the words that struck a chord with AJ as he read this psalm on his hospital bed. David also knew what it was like to fail. God convinced him of his sin. Your hand has come down on me because of my sin. My guilt has overwhelmed me like a burden too heavy to bear because of my sinful folly. The light has gone from my eyes. On top of all this, David had to cope with opposition. He was surrounded by people who wanted to see his downfall. He wrote, Those who want to kill me set their traps. Those who would harm me talk of my ruin. All day long they scheme and lie. Yet in the midst of these traps and his own failings and difficulties, David cried out to God. He knew that God was able to forgive him, rescue him, and heal him. Whatever your failings, whatever difficulties you may face, you too can bring them to God in prayer. Lord, I cry to you today, forgive my sin, heal my body, and rescue me from the traps set for me. New Testament
0: from Luke 7. Soon afterwards, Jesus went to a town called Nain. As he approached the town gate, a dead person was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow and a large crowd from the town was with her. When the Lord saw her, his heart went out to her, and he said, Don't cry. Then he went up and touched the bear they were carrying him on, and the bearers stood still. He said, Young man, I say to you, get up. The dead man sat up and began to talk, and Jesus gave him back to his mother. They were all filled with awe and praised God. A great prophet has appeared among us, they said. God has come to help his people. Jesus went on to say, To what then can I compare the people of this generation? What are they like? They are like children sitting in the marketplace and calling out to each other. We played the pipe for you, and you did not dance. We sang a dirge, but you did not cry. For John the Baptist came neither eating bread nor drinking wine, and you say, He has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and you say, Here is a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. But wisdom is proved right by all her children.
1: Tests. Each person you meet and every situation that confronts you is, in a sense, a test. How are you going to respond to the needs of the people around you and the situations you find yourself in? First, needs of others. I took a funeral of a young man who died of cancer aged age 30. I saw his mother, a friend of ours, for over 30 years standing by the coffin of her only son. I understand how when Jesus saw the woman in today's passage in a similar situation, his heart went out to her. Jesus had the power and authority to raise her son from the dead, but he still had to have the courage to step out in faith and do it. We all have to operate within the limits of our own faith. Responding to this kind of situation can be really testing. To get it wrong would be pastorally disastrous. Certainly, I do not recommend doing what Jesus did unless you have his authority, power, faith and a direct instruction from God. But we must seek the right words and the right responses to all those in need. Whatever we do must be motivated by compassion. Jesus is able to say, go back and report to John what you have seen and heard. The blind receive sight, the lame walk and those who have leprosy are cleansed. The deaf hear, the dead are raised and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. You may not be able to say all these things, but you can pray for the sick and you can certainly proclaim good news to the poor. Second, criticism. In spite of the fact that Jesus was doing so much that was extraordinary, wonderful and life-changing, he was not universally accepted. The religious leaders of the time rejected God's purpose for themselves and brought false accusations against John the Baptist and Jesus. How you respond to criticism is another test. Jesus said, For John the Baptist came neither eating bread nor drinking wine, and you say, he has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and you say, he's a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Jesus is saying, it's almost impossible to avoid criticism. As Aristotle said, The only way to avoid criticism is to do nothing, say nothing, and be nothing. Whatever you do, some people will find fault. But Jesus was not put off by criticism. He says, but wisdom is proved right by all her children. Perhaps he means that in the end, wisdom and Jesus' actions will be proved by the results. Or as we would say, the proof of the pudding is in the eating. Jesus and John the Baptist were very different, but they were both wisdom's children. Lord, help me today with every person I encounter, to have the right words, to bring good news, to have a heart of compassion, and to seek to minister to others as Jesus did. Old Testament, from Numbers 23-26
0: The earth opened its mouth and swallowed them along with Korah, whose followers died when the fire devoured the 250 men, and they served as a warning sign. Temptations The events
1: we read about here are a warning sign As we have seen, when Paul writes about temptations he refers back to this section in the book of Numbers and says that what is written here stands as a warning These are all warning markers Danger in our history books written down so that we don't repeat their mistakes We're just as capable of messing it up as they were You could fall flat on your face as easily as anyone else. Forget about self-confidence. It's useless. Cultivate God-confidence. What are we being warned about? What are these temptations? First, witchcraft. Sorcery, sometimes translated divination, means turning to supernatural magical powers which do not come from God to find out something or to make something happen. Today, we see the use of horoscopes, tarot cards, fortune tellers, Ouija boards, palm reading, and so on. People want to know what's going to happen. Especially in times of trouble, they sometimes turn to these wrong methods. Balaam's life was a curious mixture. At times, he was capable of acting under the inspiration of the Spirit of God. He uttered one of the great messianic prophecies. A star will come out of Jacob. A scepter will rise out of Israel. A ruler will come out of Jacob. Jesus described himself as the bright morning star. Yet, Balaam is condemned in the New Testament. We see the reason here. He was a sorcerer. He would normally have received a fee for divination and been rewarded handsomely for his sorcery. The moments when he operated under the Spirit of God were exceptions. These were occasions when he did not resort to sorcery as at other times. Second, immorality. The people fell into sexual immorality. The men began to indulge in sexual immorality with Moabite women. They were all deceived. God's judgment came on them, and especially on one of their leaders, Zimri, the leader of the Simeonite family. Sexual immorality is not a temptation from which the leaders of the church are exempt. If leaders fail, it's even more serious and damaging, partly because of their influence. Third, God substitutes. The people were unfaithful to God. They worshipped and bowed down to other gods. They joined in worshipping the Baal of Peel. Idols are far broader than statues of other gods. Idols are God substitutes. They are created things that we are serving as a number one in our lives rather than serving the Creator. The Apostle Paul warns us of the dangers of falling into the same temptations but ends with these encouraging words. No test or temptation that comes your way is beyond the course of what others have had to face. God will never let you down. He'll never let you be pushed past your limit. He'll always be there to help you come through it. Father, help me to stand against the temptations of the enemy. May I never do anything that brings dishonor to the name of Jesus. May your name be glorified in everything I do. Pepper adds In Luke 7, verse 11, we see Jesus' extraordinary compassion and power. This mother, whose son had just died, was also a widow. She would already have experienced deep sorrow at the loss of her husband. She would probably be destitute too, since there would be no one to provide for her or her family. As there was no welfare state what amazing joy she must have received when jesus
0: healed her son and gave him back to her well how should we respond to today's episode well the action of the day is tell a close friend where you're falling short of god and ask them for prayer and help We want you to do this today because being in a community, being with friends is a lot more powerful. That's why Jesus had his disciples around him. He needed the assistance. He couldn't do it all on its own. So reach out to a friend today and let them know, be honest, we are falling short of God um, and give it to God in prayer.